Hi, I'm Lee. I'm so excited that you're here today. Jesus is preparing us for his return. And just a few days ago, he said to me, and the end will come when the gospel is preached, when the truth is happening here on the earth. And he said that the Christians are the holdup because we're not doing his work, because we're not preparing those who don't know Jesus for his return. We're not displaying the truth. We're not walking in the truth. He said we're lukewarm. And so that's what we've been talking about. And yesterday we talked about faith, that we need to have faith. And today we're going to continue to talk about faith. And there were a few other days that you can refer back to when this all started. And so let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you're teaching us, preparing us, telling us things to come, and telling us where we're at, that we're in that place where the gospel has to be preached, and then the end will come. Then you will return. So we, we just give you all the glory. We give you the floor today, as usual, and you're going to prepare us for that day because you love us so much. So amazing. Thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. He is so good. He's not just going to let this time go by and not telling us where we're at. Um, he also told me, this comes to mind right now, he also told me a, a little time back that he's separating the sheep from the goats. And so he's preparing those who love him to those who don't. And so if you're, you're in the wrong line, um, you got to quick get in that right line because he is coming. He is preparing to come. And he's calling out to those who have an ear to hear. If you don't have an ear to hear, you're going to miss what the Spirit is saying. He said to me just this morning, be very careful of what you hear. And he said that. And um, Matthew, Mark, actually Mark 4, he said, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you're listening to. So you got to hear what's happening. He's going to tell you things to come. And he sometimes is so soft um, and sometimes sounds so much like you that you miss it because you think it's you talking to you. So you got to be really careful still and listen completely. You got to pay attention. You have to be eager to hear the truth. You have to be eager to do away with the lies. Go ahead and examine what you hear. And so anyway, um, he wants to continue to talk about faith. And I heard him say, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the thing that you need for what you're hoping for. And your faith is the evidence of things that you don't see. And I want to read that to you in Hebrews 1. Now, and this is the Amplified Classic Bible. Now, faith is assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things that we hope for, being the proof of things that we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith is the, the thing that it's the evidence. You have the faith to make this happen. You have the faith because you heard the word, because you heard Jesus, because he manifested his truth to you. Um, well, let's continue here. So verse 2, 
Faith, for by faith, trust in holy fever, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a great good report. By faith, we understand the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see is not made of things which are visible. God said, let there be light. He had faith for there to be light. And then he talked about imagining. Imagining that thing that you want to come to pass. If you are believing God for your healing, then you're imagining that thing to come to pass. You're imagining your healing to happen. You're, you're seeing yourself healed. You're, you're taking captive your thoughts, just like Corinthians said to do. Second Corinthians 10.5. And so much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets it up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive to the obedience of Christ. I want to read it to you in the King James. Casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. So you don't see yourself sick. You cast down that imagination. You cast down that imagination. Somewhere it says a vain imagination in one translation. And so you're thinking of yourself. You're thinking of it. You're thinking of that sickness, you're meditating on it, and you're actually imagining it to happen. And so what Jesus is saying today is to imagine, imagine what you want to happen. That's your faith working. When you take captive your thoughts and you say, no, I'm not sick, and you see yourself well, you imagine Jesus coming on the clouds. You imagine doing his work. And remember, as yesterday we talked about, you got to get faith first. You got to get faith. You have to go get it. Faith comes by hearing the word. You got to take the time to hear the word. You have to get faith. Faith is the thing that you need to have that imagination. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for. Jesus said, well, I have faith. Well, well, I find faith on the earth when I come. So it's a work to go get the faith. The kingdom of God is taken by force, Jesus said. And so you work to get that faith, and then you imagine that thing to happen. You take captive those thoughts that come from your senses. It's not what you sense. It's what you faithed. It's what you believe. It's what you imagine to happen. And that's what he's asking us to do. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. By his stripes you were healed. That's the knowledge of God. And you say, so you take captive those thoughts that are against the knowledge of God. As the Amplified said, as those thoughts that try to exalt themselves against the true knowledge of God. 
and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do we look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think again that is he is Christ, even so we are Christ. So we don't look at things in their outward appearance. When Jesus gave his life for us, he wasn't looking at what was happening. He was looking at our salvation. He was looking ahead to the promise. He was he gave his life for us. He took on our sin. He went to hell for 3 days and he didn't look on that. He didn't imagine that. He imagined that you'd be healed. He took your he took stripes for your healing. He bore your sickness, your pain, your sorrow. He was imagining God's spirit living on the inside of you. That's what he was imagining. He wasn't looking at what is. He wasn't, he wasn't like, you know, dreading it. Well, in the garden, he said, Father, if there's any other way, because he knew it was going to happen. He knew he was giving his life for us. He knew that. But he wasn't thinking of that. He was thinking of all the good that was going to happen for you and for me. He was thinking on those things. And that's what he's asking us to do. Think on that healing. Think about you going around and doing his work. Thinking about, think about not worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. But think on those things that he's calling you to do. Think on those things. Don't think about what is. Don't live by your senses. But get faith and then live by faith. Not by what you see. Not by what you feel. But by what you are intending to happen. What you're imagining to happen. God got out in the dark. And he didn't get depressed because it was dark. He imagined the light. He said, let there be light. He called those things to be not as though they were. He declared the truth. And that's what we're to do, to declare the truth, to call those things to be not as though they were, to do the will of the Father. Imagine him on that day saying, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Not away from me, I never knew you. You know, this is doing part, this is um, having faith is, is part of that doing of you doing his will. You're doing his will because you have faith. You got faith in order to do his will. You took the time to overcome. You overcame because you had faith. You got faith. You looked at the word. You took the time to get to know Jesus. And so you had faith to call those things to be not as though they were. Jesus cursed fig tree. And the disciples next morning were freaking out because the fig tree withered from the roots up because he said for it to. And he said, if you have constant faith, you can do the same thing. Whatever you say, if you believe what you say, 
It will happen. It will happen. And so that's the truth. And that's how you get faith. You, you look at the word. You focus on the word. You meditate the word instead of meditating the problem. And that's how you bring it to pass. You say it. You think it. You act it. You're, you're all the way in it. You're not double-minded. You don't get up one day and say, Ugh, I didn't see it happen yet, so I quit and I give up. And then you get up the next day and say, Oh, I'm going to believe today. Thing, things look a little brighter. And you know what? That happens when you're, when you're not constant. Like Jesus said, if you have constant faith, if you have faith every day, all the time, constant is constant. If you have constant faith, then you can say, and it'll happen. You can tell this mountain to move, and it'll do. It, it'll move. You can tell the problem what to do, and it'll happen if you have constant faith. But James says, if you're a double-minded man, you're not going to receive anything from the Lord. And so you have to be constant. You can't be up one day and down the next day. You can't be saying what is one day and then not saying what is the next day. You have to be consistent. I heard someone say, inconsistency lies the power. Just like if you decide you're going to lose weight and you eat healthy for a week and then you eat like trash the next week, your weight's going to go up and down. It's going to fluctuate. You're not going to have the constant success that you want to have unless you're constantly doing the same thing. Right? So you can, you can save $50,000 and then spend $50,000 and you've gotten nowhere. And so you can, you can get all filled up. You can hear the word. You can have faith. Um, and, and then get discouraged and then just drop it all and nothing will happen. Just the same. It has to be constant. You have, you have to make a decision. I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. I'm going to live in the kingdom of God. I'm going to get faith every day. This is my lifestyle. I'm not living in the dark anymore. I'm not taking a chance on going to hell. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it every day until Jesus comes. So that comes down to you have to make a decision. You have to decide. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live. And this is where I'm going to live when I leave here because I'm going to do everything Jesus tells me to do. I'm going to have constant faith so that what I say happens. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to do the will of the Father. I'm going to lead people into the kingdom of God. I'm not going to be wishy-washy and have no effect on those who don't know Jesus or, or have a negative effect, effect on them. Being up, day, up one day and down the next, saying something one week and then saying something different the next week. Because they're going to see your inconsistency and they're, they aren't going to see any reasoning to it. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord 
will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And so you're not going to be doing his will one day and not the next day. You're going to be doing his will all the time. You're going to be moving mountains. You're going to be changing things. You're going to be calling those things to be not as though they were. You're going to be getting faith. You're going to have faith. Nothing's going to move you because you get up every day and you seek Jesus. You get faith. You hear the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. It's going to take faith to be ready that day because you can't see that Jesus is coming, but you know he's coming. And you think about it all the time because you're looking at him all the time. You're looking at the word all the time. Faith comes by hearing the word. And then the next verse says, but Lord, I did this and I did that. I did this. I did faith sometimes, maybe not all the time. I, I know I was a little back and forth, but Lord, he's going to say, I don't know you. You know, when you have faith, you're going to grow up and you're going to get to that place and you're going to go around doing good like he did. You're going to be calling those things to be not as though they were, laying hands on the sick. You're going to be doing the greater work. Without faith, you can't do that. You have to see yourself doing that. He's helping us. He's encouraging us. He knows in, in the way we think without him, we're thinking, I can't do that. I can't give up my stuff. What if they don't get healed? What if nothing happens? Did he really say that to me? He didn't really mean that. I, I certainly can't do that. Right? But if you're hearing the word every day, if you're getting faith every day, if you're taking the kingdom by force, you're going to be able to do it. And that's what he's saying. Get faith. And he's saying, start imagining it. Start seeing yourself do that. I'll be there. I'll show up. When you have faith, I'm going to show up. If you don't have faith, I'm not, obviously. Because if we don't have faith, we're meditating on the enemy and what he says and what he does. So that's the word I have for you today. We have to get faith and we have to use our faith. We have to imagine it's going to happen. God said, let there be light and now there was light. Right? We say it, we think it, we imagine it, and we cast down those vain imaginations. The imaginations that exult against the true knowledge of God. You're sick, you have cancer. No, I don't. By his stripes, I was healed. You're casting down that imagination. You're doing the will of the Father. And on that day, he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He is teaching us. He's training us up. He's getting us ready to send us out. And then the end will come. We're not going to go out without his power. We can't be religious. That's what he's saying. When the true gospel, the good news is proclaimed throughout the earth, then the end will come. Because when, when the truth is there, then, then he said, people can make a clear choice. But what they see now is us wishy-washy Christians where we believe someday and that the next day we're up and down. We don't call those things to be not as though they were. We live by our senses. We don't live by faith. We don't have the evidence of faith. 
the evidence of faith. That's what we need. So Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart, Revelation 3.20. He said, if you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. He said he'd manifest himself to us if we obeyed him. John 14.21. And so Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart today. Would you invite him in? Would you heed his voice? He's not saying, if you don't want to go to hell, you know, you better invite me in. I'm knocking at the door of your heart. He's not saying that. He's not saying that at all. And then you can go do what you want after you say this little prayer. That's what I meant to say. He's not saying that. He's saying, if you want to marry me, if you got time for me, if you want to do my work, if you want me to live on the inside of you, if you want me to correct you, I correct those I love. Revelation 3.19. He corrects those he loves. He corrects me often. And that's how I stay on the path. That's how I stay on the straight and narrow. And that's what you want to. It doesn't always feel so good. Sometimes you have a, a tinge of offense when he corrects you. But you have to remember, and he'll remind you, I'm correcting you because I love you. Let's do this thing. Pray with me. Jesus, we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We thank you that you're there knocking. Help us to heed your voice. Help us to be committed to you. Help us to be faithful to you as you are to us. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory. Praise you, Jesus. So if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And also now you got to do something. You don't just sit there on the couch and wait for him to come. He's asking you to be a part of his life. He's asking you to teach the truth. He's asking you to sit at his feet and get faith. He is his word, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word is God. And so um, you got to look at the word to get to know him. And when he corrects you, I want to say, that's how you get to know him. When he says, don't do that, you know, oh, that's what he's thinking. Oh, yeah. Like he said, I'm coming. The end will happen when the gospel is preached. This is where you guys are at. You call yourselves Christians, then this is what I need you to do now. Even if you just said the prayer now, he's going to train you up. He's going to tell you where to go, what to do, what to say. He can use even you. You don't got to go to school. He's calling you. We're all chosen. We're all chosen. All you have to do is accept. He's proposing to you. Will you accept his proposal? I hope so. I hope you did today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you did accept that proposal, I'd love it if you let me know. God bless you.